0: Ladies and gentlemen, drivers, gig workers, and everyone in between, welcome to this week in Rideshare Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, October 27th, and this week, Japan lifts its ban. How much do drivers actually make, and Uber goes self-driving. Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And from Legal Rideshare, I'm joined by the co-founder and lead attorney Brian Greening. Bryant, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jared.
1: Back to excuse me, great to be back. It's been a <laughs> while. I'm stumbling over my words already. I gotta get practice yeah. back in.
0: I was gonna say it has been a hot minute since we've done this. Uh but you know, as always, it's uh it's a highlight of my week for sure, because the stories are never ending and they're always there's always something. That's all I can say. It's always something. Uh, so we're gonna let's go right into it. We're gonna go into Monday. Interesting. I didn't even know this until just very recently that Japan uh, may lift its ban on ride sharing. Now this is from Bloomberg, uh, and they reported, "quote Facing a shortage of drivers and shrinking options for transportation, the Japanese government is moving toward lifting its ban on ride sharing. A move that could open the door for Uber and its rivals to expand services." So basically. The number of drivers in the taxi industry have declined about 20% since 2019, um, and then looser regulations on ride sharing could make travel more convenient for inbound travelers in depopulated areas. Um, th- this is interesting. I-, I don't know how it's going to affect the country. I do know that they, as as a country, they're definitely more strict on regulations than the United States are.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens here. Um, I-, I found it most interesting that the taxi industry was declining on its own uh you know when in the u.s we saw that the taxi industry was declining mostly when uber and lyft showed up and it looks like in Japan uh, those drivers were voluntarily for whatever reason leaving the taxi industry uh, before uber and lyft uh, put their foot in the door so I don't know if that's covid related uh that people uh, chose different professions got out of transportation but it sounds like the country is in uh, great need of more transportation options, so that's where rideshare is going to hopefully come in and fill the void.
0: Yeah, you're right. They don't really say in the article why they declined. It's just sort of they just stopped drive, you know, driving taxis. I do. It also be curious, you know, because they're kind of starting. They're trying to get in the door here. Um, and, you know, Japan is a very technically advanced country to begin with. I just wonder if they also might start pushing autonomous there earlier.
1: Could be. It could be an opportunity uh, to test some of the vehicles out and uh, hopefully work in collaboration with some of the current infrastructure in terms of the taxi uh, drivers that, that may be looking for more work or maybe looking to transition Um, to ride share. So like you said, it it could be an opportunity for AV. It could be an opportunity to, um, to make just transportation a little uh, more seamless for everybody in the country, drivers and and commuters alike.
0: Right. Yeah. I definitely want to stay tuned into the story. See, see where it progresses, see if it happens. We're going to head into Tuesday. If you think you spent a lot of money on Amazon, (laughs) Amazon paid 350,000 for fake meals and entertainment. Uh, This is a ridiculous story. This is from Forbes. They reported, uh, "Quote every other month, Amazon runs an introduction event for new executives called Escape Velocity, and there's usually big speakers there, including uh, you know founder Jeff Bezos and CEO Andy Jazzy, as well as training, happy hours, and food. Uh, It's a costly event to run. Typically, these this event costs up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, what's odd about this?" specific event that was looked at is that it never happened it was a virtual event during covid and apparently one of the uh i guess employees of amazon decided to expense a non-event event and then after the fbi was told by the three companies that hey we have no record of being at this event um the investigators looked into her various outgoing financed in part by the expenses, which reached up to $410,000, according to the search warrants reviewed by Forbes. It included a $55,000 Land Rover, three Chanel bags, uh, and now all this has been seized by the FBI. So uh, apparently Amazon's employee had a field day with this one, Brian
1: it really looks that way i i can't imagine how a chanel bag would be at all related to her employment. so that was <laughs> yeah. a, a bit presumptuous on her part to think that she would get away with that um i, I think this really just goes to the, the fact that it took them so long to uncover it it shows that these companies are just spending so much money on so many things that are unnecessary that when something like this happens they either over they they, they overlook it entirely or they um you know, take years to find it. So, um, my takeaway from this story is all of these companies, whether it's Amazon, Uber, whatever, they spend so much money. And uh, a lot of the times they, they talk about how hard it is to make a profit and uh, you know, how the, they need less regulation here or more regulation there, or whatever it is, because, Oh, you know, poor us. Well, if they did a better job keeping track of their own books, maybe it would be easier to keep money um, in their coffers.
0: Yeah, very well said. It's totally ridiculous. Uh, let's head into Wednesday. Speaking of money, how much do drivers really make? We talk about this all the time. Uh, and Business Insider has brought it back up. And they reported, uh, quote, of the last few years, studies have come to a wide range of conclusions about the driver's hourly, hourly pay. For as low as nine to twelve dollars, sometimes as high as twenty-three and twenty-eight dollars an hour. These findings run contrary to the pay figures that ride-hailing companies have provided. In the past year, Uber and Lyft have said their typical driver earns about thirty-five and thirty-six hour, respectively. Meanwhile, Insider has spoken with several drivers whose pay has ranged from about twenty-two to forty an hour. Uh, you know, five drivers even said. That their you know their driving expenses, including gas and maintenance, really only accounted between four and eight dollars an hour, which is a far cry from Lyft's thirty-five and thirty-six hourly figures. Um, I know we talk about this a lot. I like bringing this up, and this is a brand new article, Brian, about you know what are drivers really making out there.
1: Yeah, one of the big problems with driving for rideshare and working for gig companies is really how difficult it is to figure out what your bottom line number is. Um, many drivers really have no idea what they're earning because it's difficult to calculate uh, the costs. Things like gas and insurance—sure, you can pull the receipts for that—but the wear and tear on your vehicle, the, the depreciation of the vehicle, large repairs that that pop up one day—like, how do you, as a driver, how do you factor for that and and how it affects your daily or weekly earnings? Um, so, I, I think what this article is highlighting is that nobody really knows. And a lot of times, the numbers that you see are based on who's conducting the study. When Uber and Lyft pay for a study on driver earnings, those numbers tend to look a lot better than when a labor advocacy group is paying for the the same type of study. Um, So I would love to see, you know, some like bipartisan or nonpartisan Group in the government actually take a look at gig worker pay and make sure that there are certain standards in place so that minimum wage laws are are being complied with and certain uh, you know elementary labor practices are are not being uh, violated or, or overlooked. Um, so what I took away from this is not you know this is how much money Uber drivers are making, but more we don't know how much money Uber drivers are making and, and we need to figure it out.
0: Yeah, totally, and and um, and this is where I think companies like when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, Stop Club, you know, is showing transparency in, you know, hey, this how, this is how much you can make on a ride. Here's actually what you're going to bring home, and I find it really frustrating that, you know, this the the hourly rate for drivers is all over the map, and then when they get, you know, a small opportunity to at least know what they're going to make per ride. You know Uber's, you know, suing the hell out of these companies to say you can't show that, and so how do you, how do they ever win? Because you just, you never have it. It's just a roll of the dice every day.
1: That's right. And the the gig companies hold all of the information, all the data, um, and they're in control. So uh, we need more transparency if rideshare is going to be a viable path for any any worker, um, because a lot of times these are. These are low-paid workers who are just trying to go out and make a couple dollars. And when you're looking at it as, well, maybe I'll go out and, and you know, get fifty dollars in cash today, you're not really thinking about how much that is costing you. Um, so the quick fix of money, um, you you may just be wasting your time, and, and you need to know whether it's worth it to go out there.
0: Right, hundred uh, percent. We're going to move on to Thursday. Uber is now offering self-driving cars in Phoenix. And this is from CNBC. Uh, Uber has partnered with, uh, as most people know, the autonomous car company Waymo. Uh, Phoenix is actually the first city where Uber has publicly rolled out access to Waymo's cars, in part because it is, quote, the largest fully autonomous service area in the world. So the autonomous Uber rides will be serviced by the Waymo vehicles and rides will be the same price as traditional car rides uh, Uber offers. So this is really interesting. Now, they've been playing with this in Vegas, as you know, Bryant. They've been doing tests. But this is a legitimate – they're saying we're at, we're here, and it's the same price as a normal ride.
1: Yeah, it's scary in my mind. I don't think the technology's is ready. Uh, we've seen many instances in which the technology has failed, and sometimes when people have gotten hurt as a result. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit in that – this does seem to be the path forward. This is where these tech companies are going, and um, you know, st- sooner rather than later, they're going to be out on the roads. I guess I guess we're now there, um, but I I'm just crossing my fingers that everything goes well and that the the people in Phoenix, um, you know, don't get hurt as a result. So uh, I guess I would just say I, I hope it works. It's exciting from a technological perspective, but as a personal injury lawyer who sees people injured, um, in and by automobiles all the time. I'm, I'm a little nervous.
0: I am too. And if anyone's listening, who's, who's actually been in one of these, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Some people really at first thought it was crazy. Some people thought it was kind of, uh, at least what I've seen online, you know, people say it's crazy. Some people have been like, Oh, it's totally fine. But I've, you know, we've also talked on the show about, the glitches we've also seen, you know, autonomous cars just launch off of roads, hit people. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they're just, just steam, steamrolling ahead here, and hopefully it, it's better than not. But I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think we're even close to being able to, to do this in a, in a widespread way. But I, you know, <laughs> Uber thinks otherwise. So that's where we are.
1: Yeah, and I'd like to see just on in a quick note wh- what Phoenix got in order to allow this like what is the the mayor um not receiving i'm not saying it in a you know some sort of nefarious way but what's the trade-off why is the mayor allowing the city of phoenix to be the the guinea pig um why is uber allowed to to just navigate freely um we're based in chicago i would be upset if if our mayor allowed that um because i just i don't think it's the best thing for the uh citizens right now i think that there needs to be like go in the middle of the desert and mess around with it and set up fake cities and do you know do the whole thing figure it out and then once it's ready then we can talk about putting the public um in the middle of it
0: yeah that's a really good point and i don't know that you know obviously this article is short and sweet and just says hey it's coming so yeah that's something that we need to keep an eye on and see what happens and if we find out hey they're You know, there's incentives or there's something, maybe, I don't know. Um, We're going to end the week here on Friday. Um, Uber CEO is very confident about its future. And this is from Just Auto. They reported, quote, we are seeing weekday commutes as a particular strength, the Uber CEO said, as more companies like us are are telling their teams, hey, let's get back to the office. Uh, He also noted that Uber has found the formula for increasing activity, spending activity, on the platform which focuses on getting users to use different services. He gave the example of someone who books an UberX being able to you know, be moved to the uh, delivery slash grocery segment. Uh, Uber's Q2 2023 delivery gross bookings were up 14%. And that's an increase from 12% of growth uh, posted in Q1 of 2023. So you, you kind of brought this up earlier, Brian. You know, They keep throwing their hands in the air and say, we can't afford this stuff. But then they'll go to you know do another interview and say hey we're doing great and we're just we're going to keep growing.
1: I, I love the direction that Uber's heading. Post pandemic, they've really grown. They've um, diversified, and I think it's one of the reasons why they are really coming um, out of the pandemic as the leader in transportation, as a leader in delivery. Um, where you look at companies like Lyft, who just stuck with one uh, type of business, they just do rideshare. Um, I, I think Uber's future is very bright. And uh, to go back to your point, I, I wish that they would stop talking out of both sides of their mouth and, and saying, you know, on one side we're doing great and on the other side we, we can't pay the drivers anything. But um, just as a business, it seems to be going in the right direction. I'm excited about it because our, our business, uh, you know, is linked to Uber in many ways. We, you know, right. if Uber's strong, um, that means more people are taking rides and, and there's more for us to, to help out, help out on. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I tend to agree with Dara and what he's saying that the future looks bright.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, you're right. I mean, there was a smart move for them to pivot into the Uber of everything is really, I think what their focus is, you know, just use Uber app to grocery shop and get a lift and you know, whatever you need. Um, so yeah, you're right. It was a smart move. Um, Uh, So that's the end of this week. I will um, give you the floor here, Bryant, before we head off into the weekend.
1: Yeah, every time before uh, the weekend starts, we like to remind people that should you be in an accident, should you be injured while in a rideshare vehicle, um, we are happy to assist. We always offer free consultations, um, meaning we can help put you on the the right path forward before you make the insurance claim. Um, If you need help finding medical providers, anything like that, um, we are here to assist. Uh, you can reach us um, through our website, legalrideshare.com, um, and never hesitate because it, it's always better to talk to us sooner rather than later um, to make sure that your case gets the, the best uh, foundation it possibly can.
0: Yeah, 100%. And if you guys even have questions, just, just reach out to us, email us, call us. You know, we're happy to, happy to help and get you in the right direction. Um, it's, that's super key, as you said. Well, thank you, Brian. And as I like to say, that is the end of this week in Rideshare. See you next week.